Guys, what's up? It's Kate. Um, this is a special episode of Date Fails for me because I have a guest who is one of my favorite people in the world. He's like family to me. I love him. Uh, we never podcast together sober during the day, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we'll even talk about dating because when I get together with this guy, we just shoot the shit and we see what comes out. But I know it's going to be special and... Uh, I'm just so excited to have him. So he's not here yet. I'm recording this before I see him. I'm not going to do an intro with him. I'm just going to turn the mics on and we're going to see what happens. Also, though, I am going to do an ad because I'm not doing an ad with him because I don't want to waste any time with my boy. So let me tell you guys, this podcast is brought to you by Quip. You guys know Quip. I've talked about Quip before. Uh, Quip is my new toothbrush that I'm obsessed with. I'm not even joking. I used to use uh, the electronic toothbrushes, electric, I think they're called, that you plug in. And then I got a Quip, which somehow seems to magically recharge without plugging in. I'm still not even exactly sure how it works, but the thing is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes twice a day, but we don't always do it with a Quip. You do it automatically because it's electric. It looks like it was designed by Apple. It's like a premium looking toothbrush, but it doesn't have the high price of all the other brands. It is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations, which I love, into an ultra slim design with uh, guiding pulses to simplify better brushing at a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. That is a mouthful. I'm gonna tell you guys how I really feel. I love the thing because it's affordable. Uh, you can mount it on your mirror. It's easy to travel with. It also includes an optional subscription plan, which is the best part. They can deliver you new brush heads every three months, which is the dentist-recommended schedule, for just $5, including free shipping. That's worldwide. That's the coolest part, I think. Uh, so, guys, listen. Quip starts at $25, and right now, when you go to getquip.com slash datefails, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's right. Your first refill pack is free at getquip.com. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash date fails. So with Quip, you know, you don't have to worry about getting your new brush heads or toothpaste. They're delivered right to you every three months. Uh, Quip will give you tips on how to brush your teeth. If you need that, you can read through it. It's actually a really cute booklet with photos they send you. Plus, it's got a wireless mirror mount. So you can just, you know, stick that thing on the mirror. There's no cords getting in the way of your makeup or whatever else you have on your bathroom counter. It's basically like the Tesla of toothbrushes. So you guys are going to love it. Make sure you guys go right now to getquip.com slash datefails. And remember, you get your first refill pack free. Woo! Now, I'm walking into this studio, so let's see how this goes, guys. My guest today is the one and only Uncle Joey, Joey Diaz. Oh! Close the door if you want, beautiful. It doesn't matter. You can't hear anything. All you can hear is us. That's the only good thing about having to hold the mics. You can't hear anything but us. Perfect. Can I get you a water? Sure, I'd love a water. Can I get you a milk, a cup of coffee. It feels so weird podcasting with you sober. I feel I don't think I ever have. Not yet. But then I felt weird bringing alcohol because it's like There's so alcohol early. In there. I know, but it's so early. It's like if you drink so you, this early, you're definitely an alcoholic. You're fucking Ubering. You know what I'm saying? What do you give a fuck? I know what I have to do a spot later. Oh yeah, then you can. I but used to hate until drinking eight. in the daytime. 
Yeah. Like I would try it just to be like a, I, I always, that's one of the only things that I hate about my, like I really hate about myself that I grew up in the 70s watching TV shows where when you walked in on a set or anywhere in the 70s in this country, when you walked into somebody's home, they always had a little bar. Bars were big. I know. So it was a little bar, like a little table with booze and a bucket with ice. And they would turn around and put two ice cubes in and pour a brown substance. And you didn't even know what that substance was. <laughs> you just took and it. you just said cheers and drank it. Nobody asked questions. It's true. Nobody worried about their carbs. <laughs> Nobody did nothing. So I grew up watching that growing up. Yeah. And the fact that I can't do that eats me alive. Like, you still yeah, can. I smoke pot and I'm a social, but I'm not a social pot smoker. Like I smoke with you when you come on the show. Yeah. I don't like smoking outside in public. I get anxiety. Yeah, now that I think about it, you don't. I really never see you smoke anywhere. Mm -hmm. Do you even smoke at the store? Sometimes, oh, you do at the store. Sometimes, a sometimes. Yeah. But you don't drink at all. I, but it bothers me that, that I you don't, don't drink. Like I took a shot of tequila last week. It was a big deal. Where? How was I not there? <laughs> what the fuck was I? Oh, Saturday night, Yoel Romero. I still had points left over. What's Yo-Yo Romero? Yo-Yo Romero, the UFC fight. Oh, oh, oh. I like oh. to watch it at my friend's house, and he has a superb bar. Like, he has a superb bar. I mean, handcrafted. And this guy is not rich at all. He just said he made it. That no his way. father had a bar like that. I love that. And I fucking freaked out. He was like, my dad had a bar like this. He had everything. He had Ron White's tequila. Oh, that he stuff is good. Tequila. He had $20 tequila. He had whiskeys. Like, he's a connoisseur. Like, that bothers me that I would love to open up a bar. But I don't know dick about dick. Like, I know how to make a fucking whiskey sour and a fucking uh, rusty nail. And that's Rambouille and Scotch. Those things will tame the fucking cocaine down. You could do What's a rusty nail? Rambouille and Scotch. I've never had You that. get fucked up. <laughs> so, I loved, like, I wish I could say to you, Kate, what are you doing at three? Nothing. Let's go do happy hour. And I could do what I do with marijuana, like drink three beers and, and eat then go six keep wings working. and then go do my life. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. That's how I am with alcohol now. I can't. Do no, that's how I was. Then too? When I was a kid, we used to rob alcohol. <laughs> of like, course you Like did. you used to. I'm going to have this kid call the podcast into my podcast pretty soon that we grew up together at that age. And that, that he tried to commit suicide, and now he's on his road back. And I had, we grew up together till we were like 18, and he went his way, and I went my way. On paper, I was really an, a year older than him. On paper. And then I kept in touch. I, when, when I was on the run in 85, I saw his brother was on the run, and we bumped into each other in the supermarket, like in Philadelphia. Wait, and why he, were you both on the run? You both had warrants out? No, he had... He had done something. He had fucked somebody up, and I had ripped people off of drugs. So we were both, like, you know, living in different... Oh, you were on the run from, like, gang bang, yeah, like, like, like gangsters. Yeah, so Got it. I saw him in the <laughs> supermarket. So I'll never forget it, in 85. And it was June of 85, I saw him, Carlos. And he goes, don't tell nobody you see me, and I won't tell nobody I saw you. <laughs> so I, had, I didn't see any other brothers, Didi or Carlos. And then in 2007... I was doing a benefit in Hoboken, New Jersey for the police department. And when I got on stage, Didi was there after 30 years. She just showed up at my show. 
Wow. And we started talking. We communicated. You hadn't seen him in 30 years. 20 years, 25 That's years. That's amazing. From 84 to maybe 2007, I hadn't seen Dee Dee. <laughs> so I connected with the whole family with Carlos and Dee Dee. Dee Dee hurt himself real bad about a year ago. He had a nervous breakdown. He's got a lot of other issues going on. He's a great kid. He was my brother growing up. But uh, I got in touch with him finally. I let him heal for a year. And I called Carlos and I go, tell Dee Dee that I was asking about him and I don't know what happened. Oh, gotcha. Play gotcha, that gotcha. way. Let him yeah, tell me like what happened. Right. Yeah. So I called him up and he said something to me that was really interesting. I was ready to send him money. Like I was like, Didi, we grew up together. Is there something I could do for you? And he said, call me once a week. This is about October. Yeah. He goes, call me once a week and tell me a story about us growing up. And really? That's, and that's what I've been doing. So I've been calling him. He started listening to the podcast. And I said, any issues you have, get a notebook. And he bought a notebook and he writes now and he calls me every three days. And we discuss what's going on with his life and stuff. And I tell him a story about us growing up. And I, and I told him one a couple of weeks ago. We, we, there was an Albertsons across the streets from a park called Hudson County Park. So what the plan was, we, you, if you played hooky, yeah. was to walk to Albertsons, steal booze. In those days, we were going at 9.30 in the morning. And just take them and run. 8.45. We'd walk in there, pick it up like gangsters, and walk out of there. And sometimes they chase you, and sometimes they didn't. That's probably the best time to steal booze. You have no fucking morning. idea. No one's paying attention. But we also <laughs> used to rob beer trucks, which meant in those days, if you see a beer truck in front of a liquor store, in those days there would only be one guy. Wait a second. So as soon as he ran into the liquor store with the cases of beer. You'd take everything out of the truck and go. As much as we could. One man per case. I never. So whenever I've done your podcast, I never get to ask you this because I feel like your listeners all know this already. But how did you end up like your life? Because some of my listeners probably haven't listened to the church yet. So like Joey has been to jail. You, how did you end up in so much criminal activity? Like why were you hanging out with like mobsters and stuff? Like, because what my happened? mother died. and How old were I, you when she died? 16. So I lost like faith in the system. And I just wanted, like I didn't have the balls to ice myself. Yeah. But I just wanted to just demolish myself. I get you it. You know, like yeah. I... It's almost if like I was a chick, I would have just fucked, fucked everybody. everybody. Up. Like that movie, uh, what's the movie where the chick goes on the fucking hike and she walks half across the world? <laughs> she fucks everyone on the way. But during the during the her walk, her recovery, she thinks about all the nasty things she does. I don't know. Oh my that god, this is like a great movie. A, that sounds like it would be a really fun reality series. No, for no, me. I'm, I'm thinking about what. <laughs> what's the girl? She's a star. She's good friends with Chelsea. Jennifer Aniston? The other one. Uh, I don't know. There's another one that did a movie called Fall or Climb. And she walked? She played Johnny Cash's wife. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I fucking forget her name. I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, she did that movie where she takes a hike and she falls down the mountain. But on the, on the hike, she thinks about her life. And there's one scene where she's a waitress. And there's two dudes ordering, like stockbroker types. And she takes care of them, and the next thing you know, she's in the back. 
With and both. she's blowing the one guy, and the other guy's fucking her. It's tremendous. No. <laughs> it's tremendous. Are you sure this wasn't a porno? No, no, no. It's the truth. <laughs> That's she used crazy. to be married to that dude. He's a star. He's he's the star shooter. I forget. I know exactly who you're talking about. I yeah. can't remember her name. Jennifer. She's really Jennifer pretty. Connelly. She's really pretty. Is it Jennifer Connelly? No, no, no. No, what no. the fuck is that chick's name? It's going to drive me nuts. She's short. I know. Brunette. Yeah, no, blonde. She's oh, she played Johnny Cash's wife in that fucking movie. Go, look up. Hold on, now I have to look this up. This is fucking gonna drive me. Who played insane. Johnny Cash? What was the Johnny Cash movie called? This is gonna bother look it up. Me. I'm looking know. it up now. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> he he lost his mind after the fucking movie. Wait, it was a blonde chick. I'm totally... Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. But what fucking movie are you... Now I don't know what movie Climb. you're talking about. It's a good movie. Climb? It's a great... It's a something. And now I Climb. don't Reese Witherspoon. Now I need to see this movie. Yeah, just right. IMDB and tell me the names of I'm movies. Looking, I'm looking up. And I'll fucking IMDb. tell you. All right, but meanwhile, so uh, you're robbing liquor stores and... So I called him up last week, about <laughs> yeah. two, two, three weeks ago, and he goes, what do you got for me? And I go, okay. I go, one time, me, you, and Louis Castellino got out of high school, and we walked to Albertsons, and we pretty much walked into Albertsons and walked out with, like, a half gallon of red wine, that shit that, like... Like the box, like brought, the humongous. Yeah, like, this was way before the box, doll. Oh, this was way... This is when a bottle was, like, it was like a half a gallon of red... Uh, you know, Gallo Brothers wine, yeah, which will yeah. fucking sink a ship. Ugh. And me, Didi, and Louis Castellino drank that half gallon of red wine. And all I remember, after like, I remember us going into the park as kids. And all I remember was like fucking waking up, like somebody waking me up that night. I was in my bed. I was at my friend's house with the people who took me in when my mother died. I'm living with them, and they woke me up. They're like, you got a call. Are you going to take it? And I'm like, where am I? And they're like, you're home. You don't remember walking in? I go, no, I was fucked up. You were like But that was the worst out. hangover I ever got. You know what's crazy? Red wine. I can't. I actually am jealous of people that get blackout drunk. I can't blackout. I've had alcohol poisoning. I've been so drunk. I don't think I ever told you this story. I, one time, this is probably why my ex-husband loved me. Not really, but maybe a little. When we first came to L.A., he was a musician. We went one night. He had a gig at the Viper Room. I was only like 23, 24. We just moved here. We go to the Viper Room. I drank more than I've ever drank in my life. I had like five tequila drinks. Then after his show, we went to some martini bar, and I had like two or three martinis. I probably had eight drinks, and my last drink was a frappuccini. Do you know what that is? It's like a Starbucks frappuccino martini. It's disgusting. And to mix it after all that tequila, but I was so young. So we get in a car. We start going back toward our place. I start projectile vomiting in the car, like Everywhere. I always puke. I mean, I've only puked twice, but both times I've like puked all over something. I puked all over the car and it was his car, my ex-husband. He was sober and he was leaving the next day to go on a tour in that car. Him and his buddies were going on some music <laughs> tour. So they had to take a car that smelled like puke. He had to rip all the carpet out of it. He took the seats out of it. They just sat on the floor in the back. But that night I passed out in the bathtub throwing up alone and i remember every fucking moment like i can't forget 
I can't forget anything that happens when I'm drunk. That's why I never get, you see me, that's why I never get too drunk because I always remember everything. Like, I could, I could have sex with, like, a homeless guy. You're not drinking enough. What? If if you haven't blacked out, I used to black out. And I'll tell you when it's really rough, blacking out on coke. When you black out when you're doing coke because when you're snorting, you're drinking. So me and you were at a bar. Like, when I was 21, I could drink. Not because I could drink, but because I was doing a blast. I would never order a beer first. I'd have to go to the car and snort four or five lines. Oh, yeah. And then I'd go in and that cold fucking Budweiser in a can. I could drink <laughs> those so motherfuckers gross. all day long. I hate Budweiser. Oh, Budweiser. I'm a piece of shit. I love Budweiser. Cold. When they're cold and you're snorting and your body's like, your body temperature's warm. I don't know. And you're blasting fucking Budweiser <laughs> in a can. Oh, my goodness. I love you said your body temperature's warm. But yeah, because you, when you snort Coke, you, you can feel it. You get warm. The you only know? time I sweat, yeah. like really sweat, yeah. is if I do Coke. When yeah. I, even at the gym, I don't sweat that much. No. And the next day while you're on stage, if you do Coke the night before, you'll sweat a lot. Huh. On stage the next night, I never more than that. usual. You probably sweat a lot on stage just because you're. Once when I was doing blow, it was a Crazy. sweaty mess. Not anymore. Not at all. Well, no. Even in forty-five minutes, I don't sweat no more. Never ever. No. I sweat sometimes if it's hot. No. No. But yeah, I could. I could. I had a. <laughs> it's not not a drinking problem. I had a problem with drinking. My problem was that I would barf, even if I drank, whether it was... So I went through my, like, high school years. And then in 83, I went to Colorado. And that's when this thing started, that if I tried to be a social drinker, I would get sick. Like, I wouldn't even be drunk. All I'd have to do is Kate would invite me to a a margarita, and we got nachos, and we Mm. split a chimichanga, Mm. and I drink two margaritas, and I started puking. After just two? After two on the walk home. Weird. No no drunk, no cocaine, no nothing. Maybe you're allergic to alcohol. So it was every time. But this started when I was 19. Uh-huh. This just came out of nowhere. You got to imagine I started drinking. You were drinking in high school when you were five. Yeah, drinking kegs, then cocktails. Then all of a sudden. Then huh. all of a sudden, I would get sick in high school and the whole uh, hangover thing like anybody else. But all of a sudden, when I was 19, my body got fucking... Something happened. And you think it was tequila or like hard liquor? It, I used to drink. Listen to me. I, I'm going to tell you how much of a fucking weak drinker I am. I could drink <laughs> not Bailey's, but there's another type of Irish cream Okay. that doesn't coddle an orange juice. And I used to drink. <laughs> I, yeah, because if, if you put Bailey's Irish cream and orange juice, it cuddles. But if you put Emmett's. Irish cream, it doesn't get bad. I've never even heard of it with orange when juice. When I was like a, a kid, oh my God. Like a pop, I used to hang out at this bar called the Midtown Lounge, and one of the old guys used to drink those. And he goes, if I don't want to get drunk and give people the illusion I'm drinking, I'll drink this, or I'll drink a Diet Coke with a lemon in it, and people think you're drinking a Cuba Libre. So people would, he was a bookie. So he always wanted people to think he was drunk, but he really wasn't drunk. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. So he would drink Hemet's, which is Irish cream and orange juice. So at the age of 19, I was living in Snowmass Village, and I would order from the bar Emmett's and orange juice. And I'd go home at 8 o'clock at night, and at 9.30, I'd puke. And then then it started happening that I would go to bed, and I'd puke. I remember 
Thanksgiving 83. Like in the middle of the night in bed? Yeah, Thanksgiving 83. I was working in Aspen. And on the way home, I stopped at a hotel that was in front of a hitching post. In, in 1983 in Aspen, on Main Street, they had a hitching post. All you had to do was stand there. And somebody would pick you up and take you down valley. This meant a short distance. So if I did this to you as I was driving down, that meant like Woody Creek or Snowmass Village. And I would go like this. And then I would get in the car and you talk they to them. they just give you a ride. Give you a ride. I got picked up by John Denver. No way. I got picked up by Don Henley from the Eagles. Shut up. Because it was a different world. It was yeah. a different world. So, so they had true. this hitching post, but there was a hotel there. And I became friends with this guy. And he used to get quaaludes sent into <laughs> Aspen. So, But they were expensive, like in New York. They were four bucks. He wanted like 12. Oh, shit. And I'll never forget New, uh, Thanksgiving, 83. I fucking went home with the four ludes. I hitchhiked home. I ate a lude. And I drank one beer. And that lude was so fucking strong that I got so fucked up that I had to go in my bedroom. Like, we bought a keg at the house and invited people over. And I got up like at four in the morning, and I and I woke up to a a southern accent. Now I'm out of New Jersey. I'm straight <laughs> out of Jersey. Yeah. You know, fucking never met a redneck. Never. <laughs> I at grew that up with point, them. at that point, I had met one real redneck, but this guy was a real motherfucking redneck. He was from <laughs> North Carolina, where they trained the Marines. Okay. His name was Carl Hall. And I woke up to puke all over my bedroom. Oh, my God. From one fucking beer. Oh. And him in my living room still talking to three chicks the night before. Like, so imagine having a party at your house. And you puked in his room. No, 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 no. Oh, this How is at it? your house. Yeah. So oh, imagine <laughs> if you have a party at your house. 20 people in your living room, you do a shot of beer, and all of a sudden you feel sick, you close your door, oh you go to bed, and you leave 20 <laughs> animals in your living room, and you wake up at 10 oh, with no. puke all over your bedroom, but you hear a voice, and you go out there, <laughs> and it was that one, it was him talking to two bras, like, let me tell you something, ladies, and he was funny as fuck. Dude, southern accent and he funny was, oh my God. winning. He, it's like Theo. Oh my God, he would kill me. So we became friends, but I still remember that because of that night. I, I I met him, but I drank one beer, and then and then I stopped drinking. I said, that's it. I don't even need to drink. I smoke pot and I snort coke. What do I need to Yeah. And I'll eat pills from time to time. And those days, they were either Quaaludes, Valiums, or uh, you, you got Tuminols, the F66 Express. I don't even know what that is. All I know is this. The only drugs I've done, I haven't done that many drugs. You know, I've done Coke, but Coke for me was like, the first time I did it, I was terrified because I'd only ever seen it in movies. I was convinced I would die if I did like one line. So I was with this guy at like a rave. I did the tiniest line you've ever seen. I never did it again the rest of the night. And I didn't do it again for like a year because I was like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't think it did anything. And then I moved to L.A. And then slowly over time, if you're in L.A., it's just around and you try it. So it became a thing where my rule was, if it's at a party and someone has it, I'll do it. But I'll never pay for it. So that way I'm never, like, bringing it home with yeah, me. Yeah, you never pay for it. Like, girls like you. Oh. <laughs> like, if I go to a party, like, if I would have gone to a party in 2003, 
Yeah. And I would have met you. And you go, yeah, I love to get high. Yeah. I would have offered you a couple bumps. And after three or four bumps, I would have said, what are you going to do later? And you'd say, nothing. I was thinking about going home. I go, listen, cut it out. Let's go start getting your car. Let's go get a package. Let's go to your house. I always see you on Instagram with those little bikinis on. Let's go back to the house, do a couple of lines, and let's put on some bikinis. Let's see what's going on. I mean, the thing is, I've never been so hooked that I would, like, go away with a stranger for it. But I hate to admit that I did this, but I did tell Lee on the podcast. He said, how is the easiest way to just get laid in L.A.? And I said, have drugs. I hate to admit it, but it's true. If you're, truth. If you're in a truth. bar and you meet a chick who loves blow... <laughs> And you're like, I have a gram of coke in my car. That chick's gonna go with you to your car. Most I've seen girls lick cocaine off the floor of public restrooms in this town. Like, there's so many drug addicts. So that's. But I've never done. Here's the first time I did mushrooms on your podcast. I never done mushrooms. I've never. I did acid once, and that's it. I don't do anything. I'm so boring. Let's say a quick car haul story. Okay. In 83, women would suck your dick for coke. Like, when coke first came out, it really wasn't about a cool drug. It was about status. Oh, because it was hard to get? Expensive? It, no, it was $100 a gram. Flat, oh done, over. Back then? So society went from paying $5 for acid and $20 for a bag of weed to $100 for a gram of coke. In 1983, nobody had cocaine less than $90. Do you think that's because it was so pure back then? Now it's like No, coke. no, it was just brand new. Wow. They introduced it like that, and that's what it was. An ounce was 1800 to 2400 Can you imagine paying 2400 for an ounce and just getting an eight ball for free? For people that don't know anything about drugs, a gram of cocaine now is maybe like 70 bucks. Not even. Yeah. 60, yeah. 30s, Depends, 50s. Yeah. 40 in you go, Reno. <laughs> Depends where you're at. You go to Houston, Texas, it's fucking nothing. But it was $100. So it really wasn't about how great the drug was. It was about you coming out of the bathroom and going like that and the whole bar looking at you. And no people way. come up to you and go, how is it? And you're like, oh my God, it's, 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 and people go, oh wow, <laughs> like you did blow. Like in 82, 81, that's how it still was. Studio 54 was generating it and you know, but it was still, but by 82, 83, it was a status thing. Yeah. If you watch the movie Blow with uh, uh -huh. the Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp. he even the said, they, <laughs> yeah, they even show like, they go, you know, actors and celebrities started getting in trouble with it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was watching uh, 30 for 30 the other night, and it was about Len Bias. Len Bias was a basketball player in 1987 uh -huh. that got drafted by the Boston Celtics. And on draft night or the night after, he OD'd on cocaine on campus. No. And it was fucking shocking. Holy shit. Like, people were shocking. Now, now, Len Byers died on a Thursday. I remember being in New York City on Friday and being on the corner and people going, yo, come here. I got the shit to kill Len Byers. <laughs> No. Yes. I'm so like the next day, people were looking for this shit that killed Len Bias. That's what they wanted. Like everybody oh was like, God. and that was the line. Like I got the shit that killed Len Bias. And people were like, give it to me. I want that. You would that. go to some corners that the package would say Bias on it. Holy that, shit. That was hysterical. No. And, and I just watched the 30 for 30 the other night. Like that's, that's so funny. That was like either. That was 87. But still in 83, cocaine was about 
like, you know, like, uh, what's up, Kate? Where you been? Like, I dated you for two years. I see you every night at the comedy store. And all of a sudden, I don't see you no more. And the next time I see you now, you're thin. Oh. You're looking a little, you're agitated. Your nose is leaking. I'm like, what's going on? You're like, I'm dating a new guy now. And, you know, we do coke together. It's fucking crazy. Wow. Women started losing their minds. Guys started losing their minds. Then, you know, stories started coming out. You know, Kate used to be a great girl, but, oh, my God, I took Kate home the other night, and we just went nuts. Like, I, I grew up with this girl. I grew up with this girl. Like, uh, I was maybe five years older than her, maybe. I knew her family. I knew everybody. And when I went back home in 93... I was 30 years old, and she was about 25. And she knew I went over to the city, but she was always like my friend's younger sister. Yeah. And she knew that after work, I would go into the city, and she would always tell me, if you go into the city and get Coke, get me a gram. I'm always good for it. It was $35 then. In 1993, it was $35 wow. for cut cocaine and 25 no, 25 for uncut. Or the other way around. 25, 25 for cut, 35 uncut. How come it was so cheap that people were The dying? Dominicans had it up in Harlem, up in Spanish Harlem. And it was just, thank God this is a podcast about date fails and dating. Who cares? Well, it's but, all related. Uh, and, and I became friends. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I went to her brother one day. And I said, listen, just so everybody's open and clear, your sister asked me to get her a package. You told her brother? I had to. The society I come from. You have to. I, if he would have found out, even if he didn't mind, he would have been pissed at me. And all that kid did for me growing up, I couldn't have him find out that I gave his sister a package. So I went to him because we, we hung out together. And I go, yo, just on the end, down low. He knew his sister got high. He yeah. just said, just be careful. I'd rather it be you than her going to the city and get mugged and raped. You know, that was... Uh, you know, anything could happen. Not that, you know, you yeah, got to remember, in those neighborhoods in those days. Even my neighborhood now is scary. Yeah, nothing yeah. would happen to you because <laughs> the drug dealers would get pissed off if something happens to Kate. Oh, because right, if something course. happens to Kate, that means my corner is going to get hot. Yep. So nothing happens to people in those corners. That's why going into Harlem and the Bronx and Brooklyn those days, nothing was going to happen to you. The guy that sells drugs doesn't want no heat. So ain't nothing going to happen to Kate. That makes sense. They make a money. For, they make money off the white kids from Jersey that come over the bridge. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you scared. To, yeah, 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 yeah. So they, that's interesting. So it's really uh, Jesus. But I still remember like giving her coke a few times, and then like one night ending up at a friend's house, and she was there, and she was my friend's little sister. You guys hooked up. We hooked up. I knew it. And it was because of the coke. I mean, we would have never. Hooked. You get so horny on it. Wasn't me. She asked me, we were, it was, everybody else was passed out on the living room. And she said she was going home. And I said, okay. And I had a flight to catch at like eight. The car was picking me up or a cab. Yeah. And it was like four. And she goes, I'm going home. And then like a half hour later, the door knocks and I open it. It's her like in a fucking even better dress than oh, she had no. on before she, came she back left. in different outfit? Yeah. And she's like, I went home and I couldn't sleep. My husband's such an asshole or something. She's her boyfriend. Married? No, at the time she had a boyfriend. Oh. And she's like, he's such an asshole. And she goes, but I got more coke. And I did a couple lines. And she goes, let's go upstairs. My friend had spare bedrooms. And we were just upstairs. And I swear to God, listen, when you're coked up, you don't mind. But she was too close to home. Oh, yeah, of and course. I was like, and she looked at me at one point. She goes, what's on your mind? 
tell me what's on your mind right now. And I didn't say a word. She just took off the top, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> As and, a guy, if a girl just starts taking off clothes, are you just, six, like, powerless? It's six in the morning. <laughs> it's six in the morning. I'm just going to... It's a waste of time. I got dead dick. Oh. I, I can't even find my dick when I was peeing. Like, I, I was at that point <laughs> where you yeah. t- just your little head is coming out. And you're holding it like a little baby, like a little infant's head. You're just holding it like this, Kate. It gets this fucking small. How's no, so I at that it. point I'm like, I could care less if I eat, you know, if I if she asks me, I'm just gonna get this. This cab's coming to get me anyway. I gotta go to Newark. And the next thing you know, she took a top off, and it was a bra that was like a fishnet. Yeah. So you could see you the roundness in her nipple and yeah. shit. And then she took her pants off and it was fishing and I was like, oh my God. But you couldn't get hard. I started eating a monkey. She started sucking my dick up to 20 minutes. It gets hard. <laughs> that pipe gets hard. You know, what, you know what though? That is a good reason for guys not to do too much coke because like... That's, that, that's the other side of it. Yeah, because it gets you so horny and then the girl is dying to... But I went home with a guy that I was dying to fuck for so long and had as a guy... I had so much chemistry with. We'd hung out a bunch. We'd never hooked up. Finally, one night, we started partying together, and we were both like, let's just fucking do this. And we go back to his place. We get naked. We start hooking up. He couldn't stay hard. And I was so disappointed because I was like, I've been wanting to hook up with this guy forever. And then he couldn't stay hard. And then, like, he would get hard. Like, I would suck his dick. He would get kind of hard. But then he couldn't stay hard. And then... I never hooked up with him after that because I think he was so embarrassed yeah, that he couldn't. Embarrassed? No, this is what you got to do. When you're, like, when you're with a guy that don't get hard, yeah. suck his dick till his dick gets hard, put it in you, and then reach around and just grab take his balls. his balls. Don't grab him, but just <laughs> hold him nicely and squeeze him yeah. and just tickle his asshole with a finger. It's like milking a cow. Just and keep they, it, and they'll keep it. hard. Just they'll keep hard. Does that really work? It works. I, I, you know, I found out through a woman. She was a professional. And I got coked up with her one night, and it was like, holy. This was way before my wife. I've had guys ask me I'm to still do that, friends but I never her. knew that that is what it does. Yeah, so if I'm banging you, reach and just grab my nuts, squeeze them, and from time to time, just play with my asshole to keep it hard or just squeeze them. Yeah, yeah. I've had guys say that to me, hold my balls, squeeze my yeah, balls. You gotta be a professional, and I do it, Kate. but I didn't know that that's what it does. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm learning so much. What else do you know? <laughs> so let's say you, he's fucking you in the ass and he's getting soft. Same thing. That can't happen. Oh, yeah. If no guy fucking, gets soft in your, in your butt. If you're getting coked up. Yeah. yeah I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't let anyone do that. You know that. That's no, special. you're the queen of that already. Spe- no, you, I'm not. Who, I've only done that with one person. No, but you, you've been giving it up still. No. <laughs> I might. I might. You give it up. I haven't had sex in a while. Are you serious? How long? Two hours? No, I'm not joking. (laughs) A month? Seriously. A month. You haven't sucked a dick in a month. Nope. Just a make out. One make out. Anybody eat your pussy in a month? No. Nothing. You're lying. I'll I'll tell you the truth. Because you know the last guy. There was a guy for a while. And then I keep trying to stop seeing that guy. And every once in a while I go see him. But in the meantime, I've been on dates. But nothing is really... There's just no one... I have to really have chemistry to want to fuck you and get naked with you, and there's just no one I've had that kind of. Well, these guys you hang out with from time to time, you smoke Wait, coke. These guys you hang out with from time to time, and smoke coke. With. You don't throw them a little taste from time to time. No. Why not? 
because they were just my friends. Give them a taste. <laughs> no, no, no. I just can't. With my friends, I keep that separate because I don't want to fuck it up and not be friends anymore. But, I mean, you're doing a couple lines. Say, hold on. Let me throw some at you. Don't, don't take your dick out. You told me once you had a friend who you told him, don't take your dick out. Let you but that was just so, one time. And you know what? I learned my lesson because that guy, after that happened... He never wanted to hang out with me as friends anymore. He would always just text me. And, okay, there was a guy that one time was at my house. There was no drugs involved. Here, by the way. That dude, we were just actually friends. He was at my house. We had a couple drinks. And he kept begging to eat my pussy. And I always said no. Every time we'd hang out, he'd be like, all I want is to eat your pussy. I won't try to fuck you. I won't take my dick out. So finally, I said, okay, you can. But that's all that's going to happen. I was just in a good mood. So I let him. And he was great. And he ate my ass. It was actually great. I'll never forget it because he had his, his tongue in my ass while I was calling the Uber. And he was like, I'll just eat your ass till the Uber gets here. <laughs> and he did. But then after that, it ruined our friendship because the only time he would text me was two in the morning, three in the morning. Oh, that's why you, you've been celibate for a month. These are the guys you keep around. You said that when you hook up with these movie stars, they look at your pussy like it's a fucking death trap. I have guys. They don't lick your monkey no. or nothing. There are guys no. around. So guys. this guy here, keep That's him around. Maybe. But just come on. And if he's cool with not, if he doesn't want you to suck his dick, he'll just eat your monkey for an hour. I have friends that you just, I used to just eat that pussy and just jerk off while I was eating that pussy and come on that belly, and if, they were fine with it. If they he were was like, hot, I would let him, like, I'm not really attracted to him. I just let him that time because he's my friend. Who gives a fuck? You gotta be hot. Stop. I like the whole thing, though. Like, I like the whole, like, I want to actually fuck him. I like the whole experience of sex. Like, I like seducing the guy. I like having three, so, if I'm gonna just fuck, I want it to be, like, crazy. Like, I go to those sanctum parties, like. That's crazy. Like, I want to go somewhere I can just hook up with, like, a hot stranger one time, never see him again. Once you start coming over all the time, then it's it gets boring. I get bored. I have ADD. I have sex ADD. Unless I love you. If I love you, then I want to have wild sex with you, though. Like, I wanted to take the last guy. I want to do crazy shit with guys I really like. Like, I would, I would have, like... Threesomes, foursomes, swing. With a guy you love. Yeah. Like if a guy you love came over and brought me and Leo over and said you're fucking them both, you would have to? No, not like... Okay, then what are you talking about? Well, if I really love him, I would do it. I have a friend that he lets (laughs) people bang his wife. I know guys like that. that His wife is fucking smoking. Well, that's probably why he does it, because he knows he has to. If she's He gets off. Like he's kind of mentioned it to me, but not really... Because he knows, like... He likes to watch. He likes to watch guys bang his wife. Are you, have you ever been into that? No. You know what's weird is, it used to bother me if a guy was into that, but now nothing bothers... I think it's because that TV show I hosted, I saw so much... I saw so many fetishes that now nothing shocks me anymore. In the, in the late 80s, there was some shit, like... I went back to Jersey... It was 91, as a matter of fact. I left Jersey in 85. And in 91, I pretty much knew I was getting a divorce. I was pretty much addicted to coke. And I said, fuck it, let me take a vacation for 10... I went to New York for 10 days. I was married with a kid. Oh, my God. And she told me, she goes, I could tell you're not happy. I had just started comedy. I had a day job. I was two months into comedy. And all I wanted, all I could think about was comedy. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, 
it was it just took control of my it life does. and I was married and I had a kid and I had responsibility and every time I even brought the word of comedy up they, they would everybody would look at me and go are you, you insane yeah, are, are you, you insane doing? you have a wife you have a child yeah. dude I totally so, like, like September of 91 she knew I was really unhappy but let me tell you something I figured out just recently that on that weekend when I left she hooked up also how do you know because I know I figured it out you just over figured the it years. out I figured it out over the years <laughs> no way yeah because no wife would send you away like that for 10 days yeah it's a little odd okay I went back okay I rented a car I went back there and I snorted every night and I saw friends of mine who I hadn't seen in years. And one of the nights, I used to bartend in the city in 85. I got fired. But whenever I was, I went into the city, I went to his bar. And I hung out there with him. And I drink for free. And I could always get a package. And I, I don't know if there was, it was a sanctuary party. He took me to a party one night after that where people were just fucking. And you're snorting. Mm. And there was couches and tables and people just fucking. Just a sex party. And there were fat chicks, ugly chicks, chicks who climb on rocks, tall kids, skinny kids, <laughs> even kids with chicken pox. No, I mean it was like it was. It wasn't like ten hot chicks. Yeah. It was probably it was like sixteen couples, fucking sucking dick. You get eaten, blowing another guy, you know, and you're supposed to just sit there and snort coke and think it was like a very genocidal. <laughs> It was one of those. It was one of those audiences. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh my like, god! Yes. It was one of those audiences where uh, it was one of the, that. That was the time period. My friend, this was not me. That was the craziest thing I ever did. But I didn't hook up. I didn't walk in there with nobody. I didn't walk out of there with nobody. Nothing happened there for you. You didn't hook up no, at all. No, that was this. I didn't know if that's what you're talking about. Sanctuary parties. Well, the sanctum party. Sanctum. Sanctum party is similar. Sanctum for people that don't know is kind of awesome. You have to apply. Um, it's pretty much all like really beautiful people ex or the guys are like really wealthy and you wear a mask so everyone, no one so if there's famous people there you don't really know and then there are performers so they have like people that put on live sex shows and stuff but it's all really it's not like it's not like people just Fucking out in the open, it's kind of shrouded, like they're behind a veil. Like you can see, but you can't see everything. So it's like, it's really hot. The whole thing is like foreplay, and then there's rooms you can go in and hook up if you want to. The cool thing about the sanctum parties is everyone is beautiful, but it's not porn performers. It's just people that like are like, hey, I love sex, and I'm a ten. I'd like to perform at your parties, and then they come and they perform for free and people watch and then you can hook up if you want I've hooked up with more girls at those parties than guys and I never hook up with girls anywhere but at those parties it's like everything is seductive like the smell of the room it's like incense it's all top shelf uh, alcohol obviously there's like party favors floating around and everyone is just the ambiance of the room is just like anything can happen but it's also very there's rules like People have to ask you permission before they can do anything. Everything's very, people get, it's strict as fuck. You leave your phone at the door. I mean, it's like a top secret sex society, like James Bond sex party. It's so fun. I've told so many people to join. Like I, I try to get guys to join because every time I go, it's tons of hot women, a few hot guys, but they're always with a girl. 
Once I met a hot guy that was there alone. He's the only guy I ever slept with at one of these. Guys have to be older. They're older, or they're like athletes. They're really rich, or they're famous. But for the most part, they're older because these parties cost for the men like fifteen hundred bucks a party to get in. For the women, it's for me, it's like three (laughs) now. Girls have it so easy. The first time I went, it was three hundred dollars. Someone else paid for me, but it's still three hundred for me, fifteen hundred. Did a guy pay for you to go? A guy paid for me, but it wasn't a guy I've ever slept with. It was a friend. And he actually was going with his girlfriend. And he said, we just thought it would be fun to, to bring another friend. We don't, we're not expecting anything to happen, but if you want to come with us just to check it out. And he paid for me, and I went with them. And then I met the owner. And then the owner was like, wow, anytime you want to come, just text me. You can come for free. So now I go for free, which is amazing. I'm obsessed with these parties. I just went to one. I've been to four or five of them now. They're always in a different mansion. Sometimes they're in a hotel. They'll get like a whole penthouse. And then they're always themed. Like Halloween, they did uh, um, an insane asylum theme. So like all the girls were dressed as like like nurses, but like creepy nurses from like the 70s insane asylums. And then everyone wears like, um, there were like guys wearing, what are those? Like not gas masks, like surgical masks. The guys were wearing those and like, Stethoscopes and no pants. Like it, I don't know. You have to be there. It's amazing, though. There was a hot, naked girl with me wheeled around at the party in a wheelchair, just, just wheeling her around naked in a wheelchair. <laughs> like it was. I've it. never. When I was a kid, there was a chick who blew like eighteen guys one night at a house by my. And the next day, people were in school were like, "Dog, where the fuck were you last night?" What? And she did it twice. They called the marathon woman. She sucked like 18 dicks one night and like 12 dicks the other. And she would come out and go, that's it, guys. Like stories like that. In fact, somebody asked me when I did uh, 18. Oh, one night she sucked. And then she was a junior in high school. So she would go back to high school and people would point at her and shit. And she just did not care. I still remember walking down those hallways like. No. She just did not care. It was fucking crazy. It's weird because as open as I am, here's how I'm weird. I'll go to a party like that. But then I've never, like, hooked up with two guys in one day. Even, like, I've never had two dicks in a room at the same time with me where I was involved with both. I have been in a room where, like, I'm fucking someone. Someone else is fucking someone. But I'm so weird. Like, for instance, I will date a guy. And I'll want him to be my boyfriend. And then he'll be like, but you're not the kind of chick that has a boyfriend. You go to sex parties. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to bring my boyfriend to the sex party. Like, I am weird. I'm a freak. But I'm also, like, really conservative. I'm, like, very wholesome in the sense that I still want, like, one guy. I just want that one guy to be really into a lot of weird shit. (laughs) Out of your fucking mind. (laughs) I really want to drink now. Damn it. Now, let's say you went to a party with a guy and you had a crush on him and you liked him. Do you want him to fuck other chicks or you want him to fuck you? I have a weird thing about that. Let's say I don't... Let's say I really like you a lot. Then I... You can fuck other chicks, but... Like, okay, if we're together, say you and me are together... Then you can fuck other chicks as long as I'm there. Because I'm into that. As You'll long watch. As, as long as I'll watch. You can fuck us both. Whatever. But I have to be involved and I have to trust you. That's the big thing. If I trust you that you're not going to like get this chick's number and hit her up on the side when I'm not around, that's cool. 
if I don't like you at all, same thing. Like, if I just am like, eh, he's just a guy I'm going to fuck, but I don't like him. Same thing. When I can't do it is when it's in the middle. Like, say I like you and we're dating casually, but we're not together yet, and I don't know if you're dating other people. Then I can't do it, because I'm too, like, at that point, I'm still afraid that you're going to leave. If I was a handsome guy, <laughs> how old are you now, Kate? I'm 35. If I was a handsome guy and I was 34 and I had chemistry with you, I would fall in love with you, but I don't think I'd want to date you as a comic. I'll tell you what I'd save you for once a month to just fuck and suck and snort Why? and eat ass for a weekend like we go together for a weekend like a great weekend I could do one weekend a month yeah. maybe yeah like I, I would not because I wouldn't want to lose you as a friend oh yeah so like in my world like if you oh, asked like me Joy, what would you think like you know us. like oh, that's like if, if I was 35 and, and you thought I was attractive and I liked you and I liked your personality and, I get that and we hooked up a few times I took you to dinner and I really liked you I, you know, I obviously hit on you because I heard you were a freak or you went to a sex party or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I obviously like that how you suck dick and when you snore coke and you don't want me putting in your ass and all that stuff. I would still fall in love with you, but for the first two years, I think it would be on weekend basis only. Like we get in the car <laughs> at like four and go to Fresno. Fresno. And coke. Fresno? I don't know, you know, just somewhere out of Hollywood <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to. You know, I had a friend for years. Oh, you picked Fresno. I had a friend for years, <laughs> and one of the reasons why I didn't talk to her, like I, I haven't spoken to her in years, is because I found stuff out about her that wasn't too pleasant as a friend. Yeah. And when you're my friend, I don't want you to tell me everything. Of course. But if you want me to be your friend and grab your back... You got to tell me what you're doing, especially if you're making money on the side. If you yeah. come to me and say, Joey, can I talk to you for a second? Listen, this, I do this once a month. Just keep it on the down low. If anybody, you know. Oh, is that what she was doing? No. Oh. She was brilliant in this way. And I have, she was a sexual deviant. I always considered her a comrade, like not like a, you know, like not a comrade. Uh, what's that word? Uh, we're uh, colleagues. A colleague. Oh, like yeah. we're both colleagues, yeah. you know. Yeah. And just like you, I would take her on the road. And at that time, my cocaine, like, I wanted to fuck her from time to time, but I didn't want to break that. And I didn't think she'd be any good in bed, so I never, something about it was just something, I didn't want to break that. And eventually, one day, I did end up banging her. And, oh, you did? Oh, yeah. The coke, tying her up. She was nuts, but it was weird that before that, for years, she had a thing. Like, everybody has a thing. Everybody gets turned on by a of certain course. thing, and some people don't ever release it, and some people put it out there. She never talked about this thing, and that's what really pissed me off. But I found out years later, for years I heard blinkings of it, like little <laughs> droplings, and I go, like, this guy's a liar, or this chick's a liar. And then it was too overwhelming. The odds were just against her. Her thing was going to a comedy club working as a feature okay. and getting the most obscure guy like somebody who would this would never come back to her huh. so instead of you coming with me to the let's say we did the haha and instead of you and I going to the wing place yeah. you tell me you're going back to your hotel that you're tired 
But then she would take some and dude. No. Then she would go to a different bar somewhere where nobody saw that she was a comic. No one knew who no she was. No one knew. Yeah. And she would tell him a different name. And then she would take him back. And she was a butt fucker. But she didn't want her friends or family <laughs> to know. She was a butt fucker. Yeah, she just wanted it in the ass. That was her thing. What? That was her thing. But she got turned on by complete strangers oh, fucking wow. her in the ass. That's dangerous. And Jesus. then disappearing in the morning. Wow. So you'd wake up and she'd be gone. You're like, that was easy. That's I mean for a guy's point of view, wait a second. So I picked up a hot <laughs> that's chick. That's like a dream chick. Yeah, that's a dream chick. Man, no I, phone number, no name, no I don't want to know you. When I hear that story, I'm like a little jealous of people that was, like that. She had her thing. That. Her thing was Wow. And then I remember that I went to a club a year later and uh, in Texas, this club, and they were they, we were talking, and one of the comics said, "Bro, did you hear about what she did last time when she was here?" And I like it blew me away. And then she went back to the club. She ended up doing like three guys in the ass, three Mexican dudes in the ass, like that didn't even speak English. Wait, they did three guys. She let three guys. Her in the oh ass. my god! Do like, you still was, know this girl? Is she alive? Does she have? I don't know. A, I don't know. That was that was her mo for years. That seems so. Dangerous. Was going on the road. Wow. And fucking somebody that she guaranteed never ever see again. Every comic listening to this is like, and does for, she still want years, a feature for me? <laughs> no, no, she's out of the business. She's long been out of the business. I'm she doesn't sure. live. She doesn't live in L.A. no more. Her butthole fell out. <laughs> she and, dragged but the her thing was, around. in front of you, she played like innocent, innocent. Like wow. everybody had it down for innocence, and then. One day I got in a room with like six people and they were like, dog, I heard one time in D.C. she blew one of the waiters at this restaurant. I mean, it was craziness. How did you find out just from a club like club manager or waiter or something heard about it? The How first do- time I found out, I heard an inkling from a comic, an open micer, that he was a waiter at that club where she had gone into and caused havoc. Oh and then I heard two years later, I heard something else. And then I heard something else. That's crazy. And I remember the first time I hooked up with her. I hooked up with her on like a situation with you. Like uh, we were just talking. Yeah. We were on the road. And she looked at me and said, you know, nobody's eaten my pussy in so long. You know, and I go, well. Just so you know, I wasn't saying that as the opening. No. no, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So after a while, I said, listen, if you like... Because I'm a good guy. I'll eat your pussy for like 10 minutes. I won't touch you. And if you don't like it, you just say stop and just to get it out of you. If you, if really, you like, because yeah, I'm a good guy. Yeah, you haven't got your pussy eaten in a long time. Let's get the party started. You got a couple bottles of beer in you? We got a couple lines in this? Yeah. I'll never forget that. As I was eating her pussy, she flipped over and popped that asshole in my face. I just didn't t- take it that way. Like, And I kept eating her pussy from behind and licking her asshole the whole thing. But yeah. And then, like a year later, I finally stuck in her as myself because it was overwhelming how bad you wanted she, she, wanted she wanted it in the ass. She'd always flip over. Wow. I wonder why. It was crazy. She had butt plugs. The whole thing where she walked with a butt plug in there all day. All day? But I thought that she was like on the down low with it. She would go on these fucking weird runs and I couldn't understand why. 
and then years later I found out because she was banging fucking dudes. That's why she would take, like, she would take a triple run, and that's why she would do triple runs because nobody's gonna find you on a triple run. Triple run is hitting three towns in a row, dude. That's hilarious. Well, I've never been that crazy. I wish I was. I wish I was. But that's I really weird. That. That, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're crazy conservative in a way. Yeah. I just thought you took one for the team from time to time. You're like, let me suck your dick. We did an eight ball. What's the difference? No. You know what I'm you gotta, I never <laughs> do. That's what's weird. Even when I'm, you know, I'm weird. Like, you know me. Even if I do it, I don't, I never do a ton. I'm always like careful, even when I'm drinking, even when I'm getting high. There's always some part of my brain that's like paying attention to not getting out of control. It must be the control freak. Well, here's the thing that you said something that really, like you're very sweet and you're very knowledgeable about sex, but you didn't know how to keep that guy's dick hard. Like, yeah. Like I've been with a thousand women who can't keep your dick hard and they're at ten. And I've, I've never been, had it happen before. And I've been with women who are six that could keep your fucking unit hard. They just go all out. Well, I never had a guy. And yeah, you suck it until it gets hard. But once I put it in your hole, now you got to figure out. And that's the only way you could do it, the way this girl did I'm it to so me. I'm so glad you told me. You know, it's funny. I was reading this article. It's like reading Rainbow. It was called the, the Sex Surrogate. Have you seen that? Yeah. A sex surrogate is like a psychiatry for sex. Like, like somewhere along the line, after like 86, 87, I started having problems with sex. Like 90s, like 91, 92, I started having a problem huh. with sex. Like before that... I was a virile guy. I would take five minutes to knock you up. If you yeah. sucked my pipe, <laughs> you know, if you sucked my pipe, you'd get hard again. I'd stick it back in you. I was, was considered a piece of ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then for years, from the cocaine, I think if I'm jerking off when you're on coke or something, it fucked my, my ejaculation and my breathing. Even when Dr. Belise was on here, like she was like, I go, Dr. Belise, if my breathing gets ahead of me, I'll come. So for years, I've been coming, like, since 92. It, my fucking is 50-50 at bat. Like, no. I, I might come in four minutes, or I might come in two seconds. Really? Yeah. Like, it's really fucking crazy. So I saw that sex aggregate article, and I read it, and it was really interesting, because they start from scratch. Sorry for coughing into the mic. You come over first, they talk to you, and then you go to se session two, you sit closer to me. It was really interesting how they broke it down. And I would have a problem with, like, I couldn't do that with somebody I didn't know, but I could do that with somebody I did know. Oh, wow. They just don't know, people don't know how to do that. Like, if I knew a woman, I said to her, what do you do for a living? And she said, I was a sex surrogate, I would pull her aside and go, we, we need to do some work. I need to read about that. That's fascinating. Still, I've heard of sex therapists. No, I've never sex heard of surrogates. On the third time we meet, we talk a little more. This time you take off your shirt. Then the huh. fourth time we meet, you come in naked. And you play with your vagina, and I play with my dick in front of you. Just to break the fear down a little bit. We still don't touch each other. It's almost like stamina training. Yeah, like we jerk. I'll jerk off, and then you play with your pussy, and you tell me about your pussy. What you like? You and I pay for this? To, yeah, this like should the, be my job. It's like six hundred a fucking. I was looking at it, it's like six hundred a session, but they do background checks because they don't want sexual. Like they want somebody who's sincere from the heart. If your wife's involved, it's better. Like if I told my wife, yeah, I'd want to go to this because obviously something's not right. But I, I thought that that 
I wanted to talk to you about that because that's interesting. It is. How I, since like 91, 92, the cocaine, something happened. And I got to do a lot of work. Like it's a lot of, like I got to eat your pussy first. Like if I was with you, I'd have to just blow enough first. Just blow me and get it out off. Suck yeah. my dick, blow me, lick my balls, get, then get it hard, and then we could go to work for maybe three or four minutes. <laughs> and then we need to talk for an hour, and then I'd have to give you a stab, and again, the same way. But the first touch, I would just blow a nut. Like, I would just blow a nut. Like if, Even still after you're with someone many times? Like, what about with your wife? Sometimes, still. Wow. Like, it's still... And I get all... Like, for years, I got off on it, on the coke. I got off on meeting a girl like you... And just eating your pussy yeah. and jerking off while I'm eating your pussy. They like it. Women that love was good it. Enough. Women love that shit. If women know you're jerking off while you're eating that pussy, they go fucking bananas. Of course, because it and means then, you're like so into yeah, it. Yeah, you're jerking off yeah. while you're eating that monkey. And then you shoot a load on their throat. Tremendous. A little in the mouth just to let them know the bird of fucking happiness <laughs> came. Joey, I love you. Look. So, um, it's the truth. I can't. So okay. I'm thinking about fucking. I was thinking about getting like a sex surrogate one time just to talk this out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Why don't you? Because I wouldn't even know where to fucking start. I don't even know who's a sex surrogate. I wish I was one. I'm going to look into it. You should become a sex surrogate. I would pay great. you. I would pay you to be my sex surrogate. Thank you. It would just, I wouldn't have you stripped down <laughs> naked. I could, so I, could, I could have you around me with a bikini on. <laughs> The other day you posted a picture naked, Lee saw, and he went fucking bananas. It's the only naked picture I've ever... Actually, I wasn't naked. I wasn't even naked. I have the, the, on... I if wouldn't you even look, look closely, at it. I was like, he goes, I go, Lee, I don't want to... Now that you're here, we'll look at it. If you look at it closely... He says the light blocked you. Yeah, I have on like a thong. What? Wait a minute. I bet it got taken down. I just opened my Instagram, and there's a notice that says your post has been removed. Oh, my Instagram isn't opening right now. I don't know why. Um, I posted a photo. It was from a photo shoot that I did a while, a little while ago. And the light is covering my boob in a way that it covers the nipple. But I'm not wearing anything else. But it's like a really artsy photo. I almost didn't post it just because I was like, I don't want to be in trouble for posting a nude because I'm a comic or whatever. But it's such a great photo. I couldn't help myself. So I just did it. So, whatever. Um, I love when I open Instagram and it tells it's me... It's hysterical because some nights I'm on the road or I'm home and I get home from the store or something and I open up the Twitter and I look and I see you doing something and I go, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. You call me every once in a while. <laughs> I go, what the fuck is see, this? But th that's artsy. You know what I mean? It's an artistic photo. Don't you think? <laughs> He's looking at the photo and looking at me like, really? You crazy bitch. So there's light on here. The sunlight just happened to block out my, my nipple. It's a pretty photo. Anyway, the point is, I posted that. Lee, I think, he did, He messaged me like immediately. What the fuck? Are, like, he was freaking out. What are you doing? You're giving guys a heart attack, whatever. But, I mean, I just think this. In not too much longer, I'm not going to look like this. I'm going to go... Man, remember the days when I had a nice body? Now I'm, like, old. I can't post naked photos anymore. And it's, like, I post that one, and then the last 15 photos were, like, totally not hot at all and showed nothing. And then everyone's, like, all you post are tit pics. I'm, like, I posted one out of 15. That's it. No one remembers my other photos. 
whatever. Fuck it. It's Instagram. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Um, I want to hear a Valentine's Day story. Hang on. I'm pausing this because. All right, that's better. I paused to make a drink, guys. I want to talk about Valentine's Day. Last night was Valentine's Day. What did you do? I went to my daughter's swim thing. No ballet. And then we did something afterward. I don't fuck it. Oh, I went and got him chocolates and teddy bears with chocolates. And you I did? went home and we ate dinner. Aww. And then uh, that's it. That's went it? to bed. No big I lo- deal. I love that you're wearing. Joey's wearing a, a necklace that his daughter made. How old is she? Five. Now? Five. It's so cute. Yeah, because she won't let me out of the house without it. So if I pick, if I go swimming from here to meet her. Today is swimming, right? Thursday? It's Thursday? You told D- me. Yeah. I don't know. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, yeah, swimming. Four o'clock. Yeah, so today she swims, so uh, I have to have it on, or she'll fucking, Dad, where's your chain? And she made a matching bracelet, but it's I a bit much. I want to come make one with her and wear yeah. it. Hey, Joey, I love that you're like a mobster, but this necklace, if you guys could see it, I have to take a photo of it. It's like pink and blue and purple little stars, and then there's like a little charm on it. It looks like a, is it like a Disney princess? Yeah, it's like a Disney princess. <laughs> and he's been wearing it for days. I saw him dog, days She's ago. been shaking me down for a month to put it on. Do you it's, know how funny that is? You know how funny it is? Do you know how funny it is that I have a daughter? Like, it's fucking hilarious. Did you freak when you found out that your wife was pregnant? Did I what? No, I didn't freak. I I did in a way, but I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But it's awesome. Yeah. You're such a cute dad. No, and you know, it's just tough having a daughter and telling them no and does this scare you though? Like as much as you know, like I mean, what guys are like, and you, like you're the biggest fucking savage. You must be oh, so terrified. I, got, I have to fucking break it down for. Her. That's gonna be my job. The same way my mother broke it down for me. What are you gonna tell? What are you gonna teach her? And now I'm really curious. I never thought about that. What are you gonna teach her about? Like my, I was raised. She doesn't understand a lot of things. Well, yeah, she's five. I, what time? Okay, what I want to know is, what are you going to teach her? Like, I was raised to... My mom raised me to wait to have sex until you're in love, preferably married, which I actually did the first time around. And obviously, now that ship has sailed. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, I think that's why still, it's as much as I want to be a freak, I still, like, I can't help, but that's why I don't sleep with my friends. I can't help but associate sex with love to some degree i know it's not now but i was just brought up that way so it's hard to shake what you're brought up with so like what are you gonna teach her well you have to talk to them first you have to talk to them and that that's the hard thing that you i have friends that have daughters that are saints and i have friends that are daughters that are nuts and i always talk to them you know what I'm saying? Like, I always ask them creepy questions. Like, that, how old are these, like, girls? Like, my friend, like, I, this morning I talked to one of my good friends. He's got an 18-year-old, and he's on it. Like, he's been on it since she was 10. What do you mean on it? Like, he's, like, what does he do? like he's her fucking dad, and he don't fuck around. So is he like the guy with the baseball bat at the yes. door type thing? Yes, Do you think you'll be like that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've gone out, you know. Um, you know, like she's in South Carolina. It's breaking his heart. He told me today. It's her freshman year. So, 
he goes up to the Christmas break. He was having a hard time without it. And then I have another friend who's got, these are like my best friends I grew up with. I got another guy who's got two daughters, and both of them are fucking tens. The one is the one that went to straight path. The other one came to see me one time and had an Kate Quigley outfit on. And everybody in that place looked at her because my one niece, both of them are tens. But there's different tens. The, she's like a, the one sister is like a nourishing, uh, like a mom ten, and the other one is like a Kate Quigley ten. She wore hot pants with heels with a tattoo on her ankle. I don't even dress like with that. With a cut off t-shirt. <laughs> and she ended up not, she, she had a kid when she was 18, and her body even got tougher after that. Like if you thought she was tough at 18, you should have seen her at 25. This bitch was banging. Damn. She would come to my comedy shows and be banging. Sometimes I'm, you see that. Moms and, that come and, back and they're even hotter. No, she she was hotter and now she got a guy and she said you 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 know the dude made her have two more kids. He settled it down. She was a little crazy so not this time when I went home the last time. I asked him what happened with her and he goes, "You know, man, from the time she was 14, I could see her looking at guys. That's how I When she was 12, she was looking at men. I was the same. And I have a friend who was telling me his sister, when she was 16, was dating a 40-year-old. <sighs> like I, all I that probably would have, of, though. No, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but I look at the landscape. I look at the landscape of the people I'm telling you about. And the second party... With the two daughters, he got divorced from her. Mm-hmm. So he was out of their lives a lot. He only got them on the weekends. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a situation now where I've seen two girls grow up. The older one's a little like the tattoos, the pictures on Facebook of her with a bikini on. The sister's prettier, but she's conservative. She goes to pre-med. I why. And she's real tight with her dad. Like, they go for dinner every Saturday. That's like. So that's the, it seems like that's the main ingredient. A hundred But that also backfires also. I have another friend who I grew up with. In fact, my oldest daughter's godmother, she's a saint. And I saw her relationship with her father. And when she was 18 on Friday nights, her father would take her out drinking. And she'd get drunk with her dad, smoke pot with her dad. He was like her friend on Friday nights. During the week, he would drive to different events. But once she turned 18 on Friday nights when we were kids, he was, she was at a bar with him, drinking with her dad. She ended up marrying good, four kids, beautiful. Only was with two guys her whole life. Wow. You know, so there's different, uh, there's different, it's the same. What you're looking for, it's algebra. You know, that's what it is. It's that they give you the answer, but you have to figure out the equation. It's interesting, though, because I always say, like, the daddy issue thing, you can have it. Like, I had a dad, and I date these guys 100%. I know it. Therapists would say it. I had a dad that I would always hope would show up to stuff, and he wouldn't. So, like, I would have a ballet recital, and my mom would be like, your dad said he's coming. And then the whole time I'd be looking for him, and he wouldn't be there. And now I have a pattern of dating men, and I know it, that always say, like, oh, yeah, I'll do X, Y, Z, and they don't. So I have that same, like, I'm attracted to guys that promise shit and don't come through. But then again, 
I have girlfriends that had like perfect model dads that they were so close to their whole life, and now like no guy is good enough because no guy is like treats them as well as their dad treated their mom, whatever. So I feel like you could have daddy issues either way. Either way, yeah. yeah. Either way. So there's a. I, I think there's a thin line. Yeah. I think that like the other night I was watching an old Soprano episode. And he was taking her to go see a college. And uh, she asked him, like, are you in the mafia? And he's like, are you fucking crazy? What gave you that idea? And she goes, well, I never found cougar. You know, no other kids ever found 50 grand in cougar hands <laughs> in their garage and with a, 90, a 9 millimeter automatic. And he goes, I'm in the waste industry. Yeah. But he's telling, in the episode, he's telling his wife that he's not worried about his daughter. I'm worried about AJ, my son. He's weak. My daughter, I got her covered. Because there's a way of raising your daughter that if you... I, I don't know. If you you level with them, you talk to them, you show them different examples, they'll get it. You know, I, I write my daughter a journal once a week. I write a journal, you know. And I do that because if I die, I want her to read that journal. That's so awesome. I wanted to read that journal so she n never has a doubt like I did. Like, I never really m met my dad. Like, he died when I was three. Yeah. I, even now, till today, that, in my world, was the beginning of the end. My mother dying at 16 was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But my issues always stemmed from, and I had a stepfather who was a good guy, but it still wasn't my father. Yep. I never got to meet him. Like I, I remember looking at him and us in Cuba, like very light memories. Yeah. But I don't remember the man. I don't remember what he did, who he was, and that's always created a dent in my fucking world. You know. Yep. So that's why. I, did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. In the beginning, of every Sons of Anarchy, he writes, and he writes some beautiful words, and he writes that for his children, and at the end. You know, like a lot of people, I have a dear friend who doesn't like that show, Sons Anarchy, and he goes, it's corny, and I think it's corny, too, uh -huh. but the writing was brilliant. Yeah. Kurt Sutter did a great writing job, because at the end, he ends up killing himself. That guy, Jack Stella, ends up going into a truck, so all those books he gave to Jimmy Smith's to give to his kids... And he would write, I don't want you to grow up to be the man like me, you know. That like, is so cool that you do that. You have to do that. That because is so fucking awesome. I have to, you know, it's so weird how people can't get over how I live my life right now. And I really don't give a fuck. Yep. I really don't give a fuck. Well, they don't know you. No. You know, right now, I'm in a... I started going to the fourth wall. It's an open mic in North Hollywood. I heard about it. And it's a very plain and simple open mic but the principle remains the same it's all comics that are struggling they're starting out they're trying to find their voice so I didn't do comedy for three weeks because I was so disenchanted with it you know and because when you first start out at comedy you don't know what you want or what to expect that's why you have to be careful what you wish for yeah. and all of a sudden you know I'm selling out and it's all great and stuff but you're getting right now at this point in my life I just want to be doing one thing I just want to be a dad mm. you ever feel like, like that's it like yeah if I could figure out a way just to be a dad and make enough money to cover my bills, like, I'll do it. Like, this podcast, you said, oh, we could end it, whatever. I have to be there 445. I have to be there 455. Yeah. 
because that's what her swim class talks yep. like. I go to three of her things every week. She knows if I'm on a plane, I can't go to a recital on Thursdays or Saturdays. But she's cool with that. She because knows. Sundays, I spend all day with her. Yeah. Monday, I see her in the mornings. I spend the mornings with her. So we get up together. Let me tell you, I know you wanted to ask me this question. I'll tell you. No, I didn't have sex with my wife last night. And I'll tell you why. I didn't because, want to ask because I love you. Because <laughs> Mercy slept with us last Aww. night. So it was hilarious because she does it like once a month. That's our big family thing. We all go to bed at 10. We watch a movie together. I used to sleep bed, with my dad like that. And we all fall asleep. And then yeah. I get up and go fucking uh, get high and write and watch TV. And I'll come back to bed. And she yeah. don't know the difference. No. So when I got in bed last night, she was far away. She was on top of her mother. But at 4.30 in the morning... I felt my sleep apnea mass like moving and I opened my eyes and it was her looking right at me giggling like <laughs> right so Aww. so now I'm looking straight at her and I'm like tickling her feet because her feet are phenomenal when you first lay in bed with her her feet are fucking freezing so you cup them because they're so cold and they're so beautiful like they're just little girl feet so I hold on to them so I started tickling her feet and we started, both of us, were laughing our asses oh, yeah. off. I look up at the <laughs> clock. It's 4.30, and we're giggling. But I heard her before that. Yeah. She was singing in her sleep. She talks in her sleep. Me too. And she sings in her sleep. Women are so vocal, we never shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, she sings in her sleep. So I woke up at one point last night, and she was singing in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that she's And then at 4.30, me and her were giggling, and I heard my wife go, Knock it off, guys. And we both fell asleep again. And then I woke up at 7.30, and she was fucking on top of me, passed out. And I woke up, and I go, what's going on? We got to get up. And she goes, no, let's stay in bed. And I go, you don't want to go to school? She goes, yeah, but for right now, let's just stay here. And we hung out there for like 10 minutes. I was starting to fall asleep, and my wife came in. Guys, you got to get up. It's 10 to 8. (laughs) So she ran. She runs into her room and gets her Barbie set up going. And I take a shower and shit. And then I'll go watch one of the shows with Octonauts or whatever just in the morning and ask her questions just to keep her sharp about the show. <laughs> I'll break her yeah. balls. What his, what's his name? Peso? No, Dad. His name is Quasi. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? And then the other thing, like, I just break her balls. But I do that just to spend the time with her in the morning. People always say to me, you only go on the road two weeks a month. That's all I need. I'm not going to go out like Ralphie May every week and, and, and for the sake of comedy. I'm an old man. I can't do it no more. Yeah. Plus, I want to give you a quality show. If I go out every week, that's I'm it. working burnt out. Yep. And you don't want to see a burnt out Joe Diaz. You want to see a Joe Diaz that's fresh. Yeah, nothing new will happen because you're yeah. just fucking bored. You're boring. So that's why I do what I do to to spend time at home. I had a chance of being a dad once, and I lost it. I blew it. Yep. So now, I fucking do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? I love you. You're such I a good guy. A, no, I'm not a good guy. No, no, I'm no, a savage. But, no, but, well, you're, yeah. <laughs> over no, you years, are You know, you know what you want. I'm older. I, I blew a family already. Like, I lost a family, you know? Yeah. Like, my, my 28-year-old doesn't talk to me. It was just her birthday. I just sent her a birthday thing, uh, an email. I heard nothing back, but it's the reality of it. But you have a second chance. Whoever though. is in charge of things, 
whether it's a Hindu God, a black God, a white God, a Jew God, somewhere in his life he saw mercy to throw mercy on me. That's why I called him mercy. Because somewhere along the line, I got a little mercy thrown at me. Oh, you gave me chills. Yeah, so I got, I got one shot to the Jesus Christ. I, I, got, I, got, I, know, I have such bad chills. I mean, that's like, that's so fucking amazing. I really think everything happens yeah, for a reason. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. So that's why now, you know, I do my podcast. I do my two shows a month. And I just want to be a dad. I want to get healthy. I want to be around when she's... When I'm 70, she's 20. So if God could be. give me till 72. You look great. I'd be pretty fucking good. Oh, Weight Watchers, I'm back. Are you really? You're doing Weight Watchers? Yeah, I lost 18 pounds since December you 9th. You look amazing. Yeah, and I started kickboxing at 9 in the morning. No way. Fuck yeah. I want to go. Can I call? Fuck yeah. I love kickboxing. This is one of the best things I've ever, decisions I've ever had because it's called cardio. It's kickboxing and... Uh, circuit training so when you first get there at nine there's a kettlebell there's a jump rope there's those ropes battle ropes there's the things that you have to put your legs in between there's a ball to throw against the fucking wall and you have to go to all those stations you have to kick a bag get your heart rate up yeah and you have to do that five times so run stop pick up the kettlebell 10 times hit the ball against the wall 10 times I love that 10 times then do 10 push-ups and do it again after that you put your gloves and kickers on and you go another half hour of kicking mitts right kick leg legs you know is it a a class or one-on-one it's a class but it's so small at nine it's a semi-private yeah like like four people the kicking mitts though there's a guy it's me and you for a half hour I want to come yes I used to do that with you know Ahmed Ahmed yeah yeah. when I lived in Venice we used to meet up on the beach in the morning and we would kickbox it was actually hilarious because he just had like that assault story or whatever and he was like make sure no one takes a photo I don't want to think I'm beating you <laughs> but I fucking love kickboxing it's the best workout so I go over there it's 9 to 10 nothing happens in my world between 9 and 10 nothing you're not gonna have a meeting in Hollywood no not that you're not gonna have nothing so nothing getting away with it you know 12 o'clock jujitsu I have a problem sometimes especially lately yeah because everybody wants to meet at 1 or 11, like tomorrow, I have a meeting at 11, so I can't do jujitsu, yep. but I'll shoot over there tomorrow at you 9. You almost have to do 9. I used to work out with my trainer at 10.30, and even that is a little That's late. That's a little late. Yeah, because by the time you That's get late. back showered, and yeah. especially as and a es- chick. And especially if you talk yep. to them, and yep. you talk about it, and next thing you late. get home, and you're like, when I go to jujitsu at 12, I don't get home till 2. Exactly. 2.15. And imagine being a girl. Then you have to like put on makeup. And yeah, dry I don't. Hair. I don't like. I, I don't like schedule. Like when I get some on those days, I'm like, damn. But now that I got this kickboxing class, and I could hit it even if I travel, I could hit it Monday from nine to ten, Wednesday nine to ten, or Friday nine to ten. They have a Saturday nine to ten if I'm home. That's awesome. And then, and then I think it's Monday night. He has a beginner class. Tuesday night's intermediate, intermediate footwork, and then Friday night you spar. You kick the shit out I of each other. I love that. From I'm a brown belt in karate, did you know that's that? That's right, that's right. <laughs> so I'm totally going to go. Right. Dude, you know what? I know you have to go to Mercy's thing. Um, 
It's funny because this is date build, but the thing is, you and I are friends, so when I see you, yeah, we talk about it. whatever the fuck. We talk so about the fate dates that we'll do a part two in about a month, and we'll talk about dates. We're gonna have a part two anyway. Uh, I'll br- I should have you on when I have. I just said I sent Lee on a mission to try to get like to certain bases by a certain time. Now that he's single, so we'll have to reconvene and see how he does. I just told him to try to see a boob in a month. That's his goal. <laughs> just see a tit. Would you just show me a pussy one time? No, you have to. Show no, if I time. do it, it'll be on here, on your show. No, I don't want to be not around. Oh, you have to show it to him. Like, I'm not showing you my pussy. What are Maybe you I'll do? show him a boob. No, no, show me your pussy. Nope. <laughs> Just <laughs> no. drop your pants and go. My pussy show. is secret. Only guys that like. That's why I don't fuck a lot of guys. I like to keep it stop, special. Stop. You no, save a life. The value's high. <laughs> save a life. I do not believe in saving a life. You can save a life. Just pull your pants down one day when you're sitting there. I'll leave. That's not saving a leg. Pull your pants. Scully, I got to show you something, no, Papa. No, I'm not doing that. Pull your pants down no. and pull your leg up just like that. He had it. And just tinker with your little clit in I'm front not of doing him that, Joey. And watch him. No. Uh, watch his face turn 18 different colors just for the entertainment valley and to see him go. <sighs> he doesn't freak out like that yes, anymore. Yes, he will. If you show him that little monkey, just the way Maybe I told you. Maybe I show him my butthole. Just no, bubble. but you got you got to open up the lips and show them the dragon. I'm not doing you have that. To, yeah, no, yeah. Dragon? Is that what you sure. <laughs> Speak to me, old toothless one. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! All right, we're gonna get the fuck out. I love you so I love much. You. I would plug you. Everyone knows you, but follow no, no, don't worry about it. Thank you for having me on. It's been a we've been asking me for a year, Thanks for doing and it. we finally put it together. Thank you. I love, I love you. you.